These are the Daily Tech headlines for Wednesday, July 26, 2017. I'm Tom Merritt. Coming up, goodbye to Flash, hello to free antivirus, and, um, okay, to AMD earnings. Adobe announced it will stop updating and distributing the Flash player at the end of the year 2020. Microsoft, Google, Mozilla, and Apple are all in various stages of reducing support for Flash, and all will now end support for Flash in 2020. U.S. District Judge William Conley ordered Apple to pay an additional $272 million to the University of Wisconsin-Madison for a total of $506 million after failing to pay the original fine. Wisconsin received the original verdict in October 2015 after Apple was found violating a patent on a predictor circuit used in the A7 and A8 CPUs. The patent expired in December 2016 and Apple is still appealing the original verdict. Kaspersky announced a global launch of a free version of its antivirus software for Windows. Kaspersky Free is already available in Russia, Ukraine, China, and Scandinavia, and will roll out worldwide over the next four months. Kaspersky Free does not include parental control, online payment protection, or the secure connection feature. Nintendo reported a profit of 16.21 billion yen in Q1 on strong demand for the Switch console. That's up from a loss of 5.13 billion yen a year ago and beating analyst estimates of 11.55 billion yen. Nintendo sold 1.97 million Switches in the quarter, bringing the total for the year to 4.7 million, on track for its forecast of 10 million on the year. Nintendo apologized for a shortage of Switches in Japan and pledged to raise production. AMD reported it lost two cents a share in Q2 with revenue of $1.22 billion. That's up 19%. Analysts said expected a loss of three cents a share and revenue of $1.16 billion. Revenue increased 19% on the year with a notable increase in average selling prices thanks to the release of the higher-end Ryzen chips. Sales of semi-custom chips for game consoles decreased 5% on the year, but AMD will supply the APU for the forthcoming Xbox One X in October. Analysts reports Huawei maintained its smartphone lead in China with 23 million shipments on the quarter, ahead of Oppo's 21 million and Vivo's 16 million. Xiaomi came in a strong fourth, rising 60% from Q1 to 15 million and pushing Apple, which saw a decline, to fifth. Xiaomi announced the Mi AI speaker, a follow-up to the speaker it released in December. This one has AI, which is part of the new Mi UI 9, Xiaomi's Android-based operating system. The speaker can control other Xiaomi products, as well as those from more than 100 partners. The Mi AI speaker will sell for 299 RMB, it's about $45 US, starting in August. Xiaomi also launched a 5.5-inch Mi 5X smartphone with dual rear camera for $1499 RMB, about $220 US. The USB 3.0 Promoter Group announced the USB 3.2 spec that adds an extra lane of data for faster speed. A USB 3.2 host connected to a 3.2 storage device over a super speed cable could theoretically transfer at 2 gigabytes a second. Essentially, you're getting double the speed. And if you're wondering, USB Type-C cables can support the USB 3.2 spec. Bloomberg reports that SoftBank purchased a stake in Roomba maker iRobot. The stake was reportedly below 5%, so it didn't require regulatory disclosure. It's unclear if the stake was purchased by SoftBank directly or through its $93 billion vision fund. Motorola announced a new 5.5-inch Z2 Force Edition phone, which comes with dual rear cameras, 12-megapixel monochrome and color sensors, Snapdragon 835 chipset, 4 gigabytes of RAM, 64 gigs of storage, and a 2,730 milliamp-hour battery. It still has the shatter-resistant display, coming to AT&T, Sprint, T-Mobile, U.S. Cellular, and Verizon starting August 10th, costing between $730 and $810, depending on the carrier. Like all Z2 models, the Force can use Moto mods, and a new mod was 
was also announced. The 360-degree camera mod goes on sale August 10th as well for 300 bucks. has a 150-degree wide viewing angle and shoots in 4K. Messaging app company Line reported a quarterly decline in monthly active users for the first time. The service is popular in Japan, Taiwan, Thailand, and Indonesia, but has had difficulty moving beyond those main markets. Hello, this is Dina Donahue. I was wanting to make a comment on the net neutrality. Do you have any information about commercial internet versus residential internet when it comes to the concept of the net neutrality? Because I'm not a business necessarily, I'm just a sole proprietor, but I'm looking into getting today the commercial internet. It'll end up being for about the same MBPS $130 more a month, but I was liking the idea of some of the privacy that it seemed like you became or you had with the commercial internet versus the residential. I was wondering if you could make some comments on that for me. Thank you. Hey, thanks for the call, Dina. Yeah, I have a uh, commercial connection because I operate a business. Uh, and what it gets you is guarantees. So usually there's no caps. There's usually a service level agreement so that you, you get priority service and, you, and they'll tell you, we will respond in this amount of time and stuff like that. There's no impact as far as net neutrality goes. You're not, you're not getting anything legally protected differently from a commercial service versus a residential service. So just look at the terms and compare them, and that's the additional protection that you would get. doesn't have anything to do with the law. Tom, it's Justin. Hey, it's Greg again. From Justin and Greg Show. Hey, smash my screen on my phone. We want to know, is it a conspiracy that they make these screens so they smash super easy? It's got to be, Tom. I mean, we've put a man on the moon. We've got, like, we've transported quantum particles, but we can't find a phone screen that won't break? Into, like, a million tiny feces. Feces. Pieces. <laughs> we want your take, Tom. Is it a conspiracy theory? <laughs> hey, Justin and Greg. Um, I don't know, man. I've I've never cracked a screen of my phone. What what is uh, what is it about you that causes your screens to crack so often? No, I've known plenty of people who have though. Uh, I just think we get so used to these things being with us all the time that we we start to think of them as invulnerable because they are pretty scratch resistant, uh, and that's and that's why they crack now. Cracking into feces, on the other hand, I have no explanation for that. That, that, my friend, sounds like magic. Thanks for the call. Hey, and thanks for everybody listening. Don't forget to favorite the station and support the show at patreon.com slash DTNS. We'll talk to you next time. Awesome, man. Awesome, 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 awesome. Love it. Keep doing what you're doing. Great information. I just love how it's just on the go. I don't have to go and do any of the research. It's just right there, man. Boom. Boom, shakalaka. Boom, 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 boom. And I get it. No problem. Love your station, bro.